There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo, 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 folks, welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop back on the backs of a dragon as we are flying right back into Westeros to talk about episode two, The Rogue Prince, which is the episode two of the new hit HBO series, House of the Dragon. Yes, it is HBO's first spinoff of their other hit series, Game of Thrones. And goodness gracious, it seems... Uh, the fire is lit and it is burning bright because we are treated with another episode that seems to get it right. It's got the Game of Thrones formula and it's building in a nice pace and there's a lot to digest here. But goodness, I cannot digest this alone. With me, as always, is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, does the fire burn bright in your stomach watching the House of the Dragon? I think this week's episode burned much brighter than last week's. I am really sold on Game of Thrones again. I, I, I know we talked about it last week a little bit. If they left a good uh, first impression for the premiere of the series. Um, and, and it did leave a good impression, but I really... I was kind of worried in the back of my mind. Like I was thinking, oh man, maybe they just had a really good first episode and then the rest of the season just plummets and we're just left saying what could have been. But I am surprised they, this was a really strong second episode. I, I'm confident saying game. I feel like we're going to see the rest of the season go out in this direction. I'm, I'm convinced Game of Thrones is back. I said it last week, but it really is back. This second episode, there's a lot to say about it. I feel like there's way more to say than compared to last week. So I'm ready for the deep dive. I am ready as well. I think you're nailing it on the head. Game of Thrones is back, but it's like it's presented in a different way that makes it engaging. I feel I feel. The characters are reminiscent of, you know, characters of old from the original series. However, it's 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 intriguing to watch these characters play out their motives and whatnot in a different way, sort of say, versus the characters we, you know, grew to love for like 10 plus years. So, yes, we're ready to talk about it, but we are not alone. Of course, there are some supernovas joining us. Today. Let's hear who's joining us to talk House of the Dragon. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. Okay, goodness gracious, let's get into this. Now, of course, what is Game of Thrones without an opening? And we are treated here with the opening. Very interesting choice. I mean, in Game of Thrones fashion, it is the animated opening that details, you know, Typically, in the original, it was the setting and where the prominent uh, events of the series would take place. I'm a little confused about this one, but I do have 
like one little take about this one but first of all it's the original theme it's the original score roman diwali came out and he did i believe it's called uh a game of thrones that's the name of the title i believe um are, are we okay or did we want a switch up or you know i think of shows like better call saul it does not use the breaking bad theme song it has its own theme song i'm, I'm indifferent i'm like i love i love roman Dwali, and i know he can make a good theme i think it's cool that it's here i'm glad the visual is different that's my little take right now what did y'all think i'm curious I was, uh, I feel kind of similarly that it's indifference. I think I like the familiarity, but I did notice some of the differences in terms of the animation. I imagine the blood was very much tied back to the Targaryens. Yes. The name of what's their, uh, I think the show, what it's based off of is the novella or the smaller book or story, which is called Fire and Blood. Fire and Blood, yeah which is also the tagline of the Targaryens. I did kind of peep that uh, in terms of the blood going throughout. Was that the Red Keep or was that somewhere else? That's where I'm lost. I like I was trying to I was trying to yeah, I was trying to look at it. I was trying to where is this? I had no idea what it was. I started to think maybe this is old Valyria where That's what I thought because we saw the setup, okay. the figurines. Yes. So yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's cool. Maybe we'll eventually figure out what it is. Dr. Jason, do you have any thoughts on the opening? Um, I, I was okay with it. Uh, I, I think it would have been interesting if they went with like a different theme song, kind of like you said, with what they did with Better Call Saul. But, um, you know, just hearing the old theme song again with a, at least a new visual, whatever it was, um, I liked it. I, I, again, once it started playing, I was kind of like, uh, like Leo Nara DiCaprio and that scene from Once Upon a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Where he's oh, playing, <laughs> they're doing it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they didn't do that last week. That's right. There was no intro. Um, so it, it was nice. It was nice to hear it again. Uh, the visual, I, it was cool because again that that red liquid that was going around everywhere. I, I assumed it was blood, you know, and it, it goes into the tagline of the Targaryens, fire and blood um i liked it it was fine it was uh it would have been interesting if they went with something else but i think i think they wanted to play it safe uh hbo i, I think you know after what happened with the last uh season of game of thrones they kind of just want to you know reassure folks that you know we're coming back strong this is game of thrones proper you know it, it's a new new characters new setting somewhat uh but you know don't be afraid this is the Game of Thrones you all love. And so they went with the original theme song. I I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, both of y'all's very fair assumptions. Uh, it's like, hey, yeah, trust us. We got y'all. And for the most part, they are delivering so far. Again, we're two episodes in. I can't complain. I really can't. Uh, this episode, as you said, Dr. Jace might be stronger. Uh, Dr. Riga, are you in the team of consistency here yeah i thought this was great i was very intrigued i think in our little group chat last night i said you know the game is alive and well uh, as far as seeing all the different characters who were trying to get their game piece on the board and trying to make <laughs> some maneuvers uh, i really enjoyed this episode I, I imagine we'll start to get into 
all the, the parts that made it so juicy as far as the political intrigue, the relationships, family dynamics, and then a little dragon action. Ooh, dragon That's action dragon again. Action. Well, they're teasing us. I'm telling you, this this, this was first two episodes, a little bit of tease. It's coming. It's coming. Then they are really building it up. I like how they're building it up. But yes, let's get into this nitty gritty. Now, again, I think this episode, what it really comes down to is vying for the king's attention. I think that's what it really comes down to. I think you have multiple factions, multiple characters just trying to be in Viserys's ear. Now, I just want to kick this off. This quote was said later in the episode by Lord Corliss Valarian. However, I think it sets the tone and you know it sets it sets the board for this episode um he's uh Viserys he says you know he's talking to Corliss and he says talking about his reign and he says what an aspirant portrait of my reign and it's his it's been nine ten years that he's been king and he basically paints the picture of what has happened since Emma's death um but also this just sets the stage for the rest of the episode so he says the eyes of the enemy are fixed on the red keep we get that intro with the crab feeder over here eating up everybody um oh gosh i just lost my place he says the queen has passed and it's not even been a year so we get a we're in a time jump we are six months i wasn't expecting that i wasn't that expecting was... that either it was very because we knew they were gonna time jump at some point, but like a significant ways, right? Well, <laughs> now it's just proven that we might get small time jumps. Okay. And right. then we'll get some larger time jumps. But you know, in Game of Thrones fashion, they do do time jumps, but they don't necessarily kind of call it out. You just have to assume right. that a good amount of time yeah, has passed between. Right. right. But this one, they just like it's been six months and very interesting you know position how you know where we leave Viserys because it's been six months since his wife's passing uh a girl has been named heir to the throne first in history so all eyes are watching because patriarchy we love the patriarchy how dare he name a girl heir to the throne uh <laughs> what caught me off guard was like uh you know even though she was named heir to the throne, she was still serving their cups okay. in the in the council. I was like, "Ooh, wait, this is this is gonna come back later." There's no way the heir to the throne is gonna be serving these men in this room. Why? So no, 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 no. It's save that thought. Real no, quick. no, no. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, no, 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 no. Because in, in this scene, I was like, "Oh my god, no! This is coming back." This yes, is no, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's so good. His brother is over here, claims the ancestral seat at Dragonstone, unchallenged. So 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 what happened? Because I'm I'm just trying to grasp everything. So he was banished to Dragonstone or he was no, exiled he, to Dragonstone? He was sent to Runestone. Runestone. He was supposed to go to Runestone. But he did not. No. Okay. He said, I'm going to Dragonstone, which is where the Targaryens first laid claim when they came to, to Westeros. Westeros. Okay. Yes. God. And I, God. I guess at that point, it's uh, you must be of high 
Targaryen the, caliber. Well, they gave you some dialogue a little later. It's supposed to be Rhaenyra's. It is supposed to be Rhaenyra's, correct. D Dragonstone is. Dragonstone. Yeah, so it's whoever okay. the heir is, I imagine. Got it. Okay, right. I, I do remember she, she did say that once, you know, mm -hmm. later in the episode when they meet. Um, well, I okay. guess that also means, yeah, that's where the heir awaits until they sit mm -hmm. upon the Iron Throne. So. Okay. My, that's he, my understanding that's yeah i think that's i think that's what it comes down okay. to but he's yeah. he he did it he took it and he's unchallenged uh again this dude he's a wild card but we'll come back to damon and then lastly uh of course you know we talk about the crab feeder the crab fear established a colony this is all under viserys's reign and then i i want to i want to start with this quote because again i think it sets the tone for the episode despite it coming midway through the episode Corliss tells him to elude a storm you can either sail into it or around it but you must never await its coming mm -hmm. and despite him saying that in the middle of the episode it i think it sets the tone and the theme for the entirety of its episode of this episode no i i agree uh Corliss has some questionable decisions <laughs> that we'll get into <laughs> and, and but like i mean it's weird because like i was kind of rooting for Coralis in the very beginning when he didn't do anything questionable and i was like oh yeah that's that's a good line Coralis. I, I really like that line the whole thing about the storm and then you know the episode goes on Coralis does something and it, it just gets worse and worse wow <laughs> okay yeah. I can't root for anyone. And well, well and, and maybe Viserys, he hasn't well uh no, Viserys made the choice last week. Uh yeah, he's but, pretty I think the intent is that everyone is kind of in a a gray area where right, right. for some folks one episode and then they do something where like maybe I'm not completely rooting for you. Right. And I right. Think we certainly saw that this week. I think that's the beauty of Game of Thrones. Like you can find good things to root for and hope to see come to fruition and then everybody just does something that's like high key questionable and makes you be like you're a piece of shit like <laughs> like it, it, that is the beauty of game of thrones now it's like obviously rhaenyra is painted as i would say the protagonist for sure right yeah i would hate for her to do something vaguely for questionable. Now, i have a feeling because I feel, I feel like george we'll r. r martin said yeah but the intent is like everyone is pretty much gray at this point. Yes. Mm -hmm. We just haven't seen all of that yet. Because I have, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I have some questions about Miss Allison. Okay, <sighs> listen, here we go. Now that we got the picture of what's going on in the kingdom for the six months, let's get into some characters. I think the best way to go about this episode is going by kind of characters at certain moments in the episode. Dr. Jace, you mentioned Rhaenyra. It's been six months. She's heir, and she's still the cup girl. That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is some petty what ass. What are you doing? Um, that that just told me all I needed to know about kind of making her the heir. It was yes, Viserys has good intentions of making her heir, and I think that was the right decision. But nobody's acting on it because. It's the patriarchy. Right. It was and definitely just a gesture. And I think they said it in the series too. The intent was to spurn yes. Damon more so than to actually believe in her. Yes. I wrote down that quote. 
I wrote that. She said to spur Damon. She said that to Allison in the Sept. It was to spurn Damon. And I tell you, I learn new words from Game of Thrones every time I watch. I did not know spur. the meaning of spur. Now you're going to use that in your day-to-day vocabulary. I, I have a ongoing notes of new words, and spurn made the list with a couple of other words from this episode. So and I'm sure you can teach your students a little something new. I, I sure am. I Do sure not am. tell them where you got it from. I mean, I'll tell them. I'll just be like, don't watch it on your own. Ask your parents. And what are they going to do? They're, Mr. Hooper said, let's <laughs> watch teachers. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, that is very I, informative. I'm going to cover my tracks really well. At least I'm going to try. But um, yeah, man, she wants to be seen as, you know, like she is the heir. She should have a voice in the council meetings. She should be able to start, I guess, kind of, they should start grooming her as the heir. And she's just still the cup girl. So, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, the Damon situation a little bit. Or I think it was either the Damon situation or it was the dragon, uh, the crab feeder. It was the and crab feeder. The yeah. crab feeder, okay. And she suggests, you have dragon riders, send them in. Like, let them light everybody up. You would and think, everyone... right? They're dragons. Correct. I mean... Now, I mean, it's the easiest way, to, I think. Right, right. Like, nobody can counter a dragon unless you have that one little Oh, that harpoon thing? From the... Yeah. Got it. Right. Which we don't know if people have that. But either way, it's the smarter decision. It's less bloodshed on your part. It's a great move. I think she was very smart in saying that. And then everybody's just kind of... Excuse me? <laughs> at least the princess has a plan. Oh, no. Cor- no. Know who said that? Who said that? Coralus. Coralus said yes. that. And, yes. and it was in response because he was the one that was pushing for Viserys to, to help, yeah, to, to you know, help with the war effort. And Viserys is countering that by saying, No, a king should not be, you know, uh, progressing war unless it's completely unavoidable. Coralus getting pissed with that answer. And then in comes uh, Rhaenyra with that suggestion about the dragons. And of course, Coralus is all for because that helps his cause he's like oh well the royal cup bearer has a point and well not only a point he says has a plan viserys doesn't have a plan to she deal have anything he's sending to, the yeah. dragons done that's it. no no i mean like no viserys has no plan oh viserys, viserys, viserys. Right, right, right yes viserys is not addressing the issue it's an issue like right. you need those i need those shipping lanes those shipping lanes cannot fall and Viserys is like, you want me to incur war? I, I suppose. So wait, like, what? What exactly is happening with the crab feeder? Like, is there like a like an insurrection going on, or like it's a it's like a base? A- it's basically an insurrection. The crab feeder set up a colony okay. on one of their, I guess, on their lands that bordered the narrow sea. Okay. And, yeah, it's you know, near. I was listening, sorry, to another podcast. It's okay. The betrayal. The betrayal. Um, I believe it's somewhere near Dorne. Like there's something that'll that could disrupt the path the pathway to Dorne. And so okay. it's uh, a number of, of pirates led by the crab feeder who is potentially gonna be blocking okay. this access. Got it, got it. Okay, that makes sense. And then I'm guessing they call him the crab feeder because he 
literally he's, feeds he's literally tying them to stakes and lets the crabs have at it which i don't know where he gets all those crabs but it's a plethora of I think crabs it's natural, out there right like isn't he just isn't he just like fighting them on the battlefield of where he's stationed at? And there's they said that's his there. method though to leave them to the crabs. It sounds like he's got a way to attract the crabs, or maybe he just I don't know. And what I will say is, I think the interesting part, which is why Corliss is so against this, is because historically he did something relatively similar to build up his wealth, like because the is this Viseri? Viseri? What's his family's? Valarian. Valarian. Uh, well, his family was, they weren't dragon riders, which they mentioned, whether it was right. last episode or this episode. They so mentioned a couple times here. His wealth via the sea, doing very relatively similar pirating, seafaring. So the idea of someone disrupting really his main source of power and wealth because right now he's the most wealthy it's not the he's the wealthiest correct yeah it's not right now so if someone's going to be disrupting his only source of power right now because his wife is not queen now which we'll get to there's no way of marrying into the family due to uh the decision made at the end of the episode so if my only way of continuing to maintain power is by having these shipping lanes and someone is disrupting that, I'm not happy about that. Right. No, he has every reason to be upset about it, especially with Viserys. Uh, like we said, he's not acting on it. He's not it's making a, it's these. It's <laughs> a lack of action. A lack of action. Uh, and yeah, he doesn't really even. I mean, he he really is not that good of a king when you think Listen, about it. Because, like, I get it. I get it wanting to avoid war. But, like, he's not proposing any alternative outside of just, well, I'm not going to go to war. <laughs> and that's it. He just he just leaves it at that. I'm like, no, that, that's not. <laughs> you don't have to go to war, but address the problem. And, again, it goes to what Corliss was saying before. Uh, you know, don't wait for the storm to come to you. Correct. You know, uh, I, I don't know. There was a well, lot going on here. Well, uh, with that storm quote again, that's one storm. However, if you don't address it, that storm, that storm's going to get worse. But you're also going to invite another storm. It's like hurricane season, one after the other. Right. You know, if you don't prep now, another one might follow in its place. Well, but you know, might. this is again. It, it's going to build up this crab feeder. Uh, again, sending the Dragon Riders was a good call by Rhaenyra, but I think I think Otto Hightower said, there's better use for you, princess, and shrugs her off to leave the council meeting. I, I think I saw a meme somewhere where, like, Otto Hightower is considered the most hated man in 2022 for, for uh, I, I guess, just television in general. Um, uh, so far, so far, and so far, more, more on Hightower later for again. Oh, more on he, called a more on Hightower. No, no, there's more on him that we'll oh. discuss as we go on. But it's he's problematic, no doubt. So far, I think he's worse than Damon, probably. I think he's at worse this than point. Damon. Damon has qualities where, regardless of what he does, and he does a lot, there is some love for his family that you can see. It's it's like, rigid, but it's there. We've seen right. it. We, we saw I 
We saw in episode one and we definitely saw in episode two, which we'll get into some of the conversations that Damon has uh, later. But um, yeah, no, Otto Hightower, I, I have yet to see something that Redeemable. is- Redeemable. I, I guess he does one thing, uh, not necessarily, I mean, I don't know. It's it's the scene where he kind of stops Viserys from leaving, right? But I guess there was a strategy in that to go yeah. see Damon. Yeah, that was intentional. That was not oh. out of the kindness of his heart. That was actually you yeah. know I, I I take that back. I know why he did that. I I take it back. I know why he did that. So no, he hasn't Listen, done anything good. There is yes, there is reason to almost everything anybody does. It may look just, but it's not that just. It's not. It's not right. But sticking to Rhaenyra, she's now has to go pick the King's Guard. And, you know, that's a simple thing she can do. She just picks a knight. No, she comes in and she says, I want someone with actual battle experience, not a tournament experience. That seems like a very reasonable criteria. You know, she's thinking she's smart. She's like not stupid. And that's what they all think of her. Like, well, and I mean, some of them, again, it goes back to what Hightower even says in that scene. They're not even thinking about like, oh, well, technically, who would be the most um, qualified to protect the king? It's it, it's building relationships. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's what Hightower wanted from that. Because he even told her, he's like, you know, my princess, I, I don't think you should choose that guy. <laughs> he's from what what house was he from? That was Kristen Cole. Yeah, he's the okay. son of a steward of like a higher house. I think um, uh, his house is from Dorn, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I think I that's what I they know said. He's Dornish, yeah. Yeah, he's Dornish. So he said he fought as a foot soldier for a couple of years, and he he knocked Damon off his horse. He sounds like a good choice to me. Oh no, I I thought he was perfect. Uh, and <laughs> that that gets brought up again <laughs> later. Yes. Uh, you remember the guy that knocked you off your horse? <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Clap back. Clap <laughs> the back, clap Christian back. Cole. <laughs> right. there. I like that. I like that. But this whole time, you know, they might write her off the high council, but she is showing she is highly capable to do this job in. You know, despite maybe not having wanted this job to begin with, she's now starting to lean into the role and she's still going to make her, you know, she's going to make her moves and be smart where, when she can, if it is, you know, if the opportunity presents itself. Right. But I think what's most important here is how, like you said, how Hightower suggested one thing as far as, you know, making, you know, relationships with other houses she totally rejects his consultation yeah something viserys too. leans into he goes to otto hightower a couple of times in a pivotal time in this episode and you know on the other side you have uh rhaenyra who's just like relax otto hightower i got this i, I just find it interesting you know because it's he's got his own schemes and maybe she sees right through it a little bit, you know, kind of, kind of the intuition and just as a cup bearer, you do see a lot and hear a lot in that council without having to speak up. And now she has a moment to speak up and now she can start slowly making changes. 
as she goes through. Granted, that might be upsetted later on in the series, but we see her progressing. I, I like that she's trying to step up to the plate, despite how many people are going to push her back down. No, I, I agree. And speaking um, of pushing back. Go ahead. Oh, yes. No, I was going to say, speaking of pushing back, and you were mentioning the patriarchy. Uh, yes. I, I really appreciated the scene between Rainey's and Rhaenyra. Okay. Okay. And see, think- we, no, we could talk about that because, again, we're on, we're just on, you know. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. We're on Rhaenyra. Rainey's um, is the queen that never was? The queen yeah. that okay. never was. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. What the I found queen. so intriguing, uh, and certainly being kind of on the end of this type of conversation, is there is this tendency for some women, even if they have either access to power or are in positions of power, to give this message to other women who are trying to kind of go up the ladder that there is a ceiling. And I think that's the type of conversation we saw is like Rainey's trying to uphold the system uh, of like, this is how it's always been. And I think there's an element of truth to that. Like, sure. I mean, us as viewers know that ultimately there ever, never is a queen that sits on the Iron Throne successfully, I should say. Um, not a true queen. Yeah, not a true queen in the way that oh, um, wow. at least one of the Targaryens, I should say. Uh, So we were aware of this, that this never happens and this, um, you know, this piece of dialogue from Rhaenyra of like, well, I'll change that. That's not what she said, but, you know, she, there is this ambition and I think this desire now that she does have this position to change things and Rhaenys was very much like, well, they'd sooner burn the kingdom down than actually let you listen. I love that. Another beautiful quote. Just to uh, quote it, she's, yeah, men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. And so it's just interesting, because I imagine she'll continue to get this this messaging from, like, men, but that it happens amongst relationships with with women as well. Like, yeah, no, this is just how it is. It is what it is. Like, there's no hope of changing that. Like, you could think that, but I've tried. And what I really appreciate is this idea of, like, well, I'm not you. Like you right. could have tried and, you know, it stinks that you didn't succeed, but it doesn't mean just because you didn't succeed that I won't. Um, and for the betterment of all of us, the hope is that I do. Um, so I did think that that piece of, and I know they mentioned it in like the after show kind of behind the scenes thing that they really wanted to get those two characters together uh, because of that dynamic of someone really trying to uphold, like because she's been socialized rainies and because of her loss, uh, you know, 10, 14 years ago, however long it was, mm-hmm. the High Council had occurred of like, no, I didn't succeed, so you won't either, rather than actually trying to uplift her and say, okay, here's how we can maybe work together and collaborate, which is what I've always found so interesting, especially in being in positions in which I am with women who have access to some type of power that they don't always extend a hand. And I think that's a really great representation of that. Oh, that no, for sure. You don't need men to uphold the patriarchy because it'll just do it itself. Renice is scorned and she is trying to soften the blow for Rhaenyra. And it's, you know, I get where she's coming from because, you know, she's the queen that never was. But it's like, as you were, as you were saying, she's uplifting the patriarchy versus 
combating it like Rhaenyra is trying to do. But thankfully, Rhaenyra, you know, she I think she recognizes that Rhaenys is scorned and mm-hmm. understands that she does give advice and it is credible. You know, she's been in the game for a while. She's seen more than Rhaenyra. But that is the kind of mindset that is not going to evoke change. Mm-hmm. And so she now she has to it sucks. But now she has to, you know, combat folks like Renice, who easily could, you know, be on her side and uplift and like you said, and promote more change. This is Which where is why it's, it's so good. She drops that line because um, Renera is basically saying, you know, I'm not you. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm not you. You know, they're not going to do the same thing. To me, I'm going to change, you know, the kingdom, the Iron Throne, all that. And uh, her, her name's Renice, right? Renice? Renice, yeah. Renice. Um, Renice says, um, <laughs> will you do that as you continue to pour their cups? <laughs> you know. Oh, God. She's like, she not wrong. She's, she's not, wrong. not wrong. And it's like, you know, she is scorned. She was the most qualified person to ascend to the Iron Throne. But because of the patriarchy they said no no we're passing it on to uh viserys and and it's funny because like uh there are i think it happened in this episode but i remember it more in last week's episode that title is not a title to be proud of the queen that never was and people just casually throw it at her like it's just normal conversation it's never like this um this egregious insult and then she's like how dare you like they're just normal people having normal conversations with her. They drop that title like, oh, look, uh, Renee's the queen that never was. And she just kind of like smirks and just like leaves it alone. You know, I it, they gave it to her kind of, you know, hey, you you came with this. It's a close second, which it wasn't. <laughs> but it is more of an insult than it is an actual title of it is, you know, like yeah. value. It feels like in the in uh, Game of Thrones, what they call Jamie. So the Kingslayer. Ah, yes. It feels like yes. that. We're, we're insulting you and also kind of acknowledging something that you, you did or almost did in her case. Right. It's like, yeah, the, it common, like the, the common folk will praise you for such a title. Us on the High Council, we're having a laugh. You know, yeah. he's a Kingslayer. <laughs> I don't want him to be my Kingsguard, you know. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, Rhaenyra has a, you know, a conversation with Bernice, but she also has a conversation with Allison, our other <laughs> prominent female figure of the show. And mm-hmm. this is when they're in the sept. And, you know, it's interesting because they're very similar. Both of them have fathers in high positions, you know, the king in the hand. They both lost their mothers at an early age. Uh, I believe they're both 15 if I'm not I mistaken. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. The same age. Right. And then they're both kind of, you know, thrown into a position where they're supposed to do, you know, their father's willing. For example, Rhaenyra being named the heir and Allison, you know, <laughs> having to do whatever her father asks of her. Oh, and nice. I really like this scene because what we get is their conversation about, you know, being close to, to close to their mothers in the sept. But then Allison also gives her a really good piece of advice as far as, you know, 
if because Rhaenyra and Viserys haven't talked in a very long time since Emma's death. And Allison says, you know, if you wish to talk with him, well, when I wish to talk to my father, I'm the one who has to make the effort. So right. when hearing that, it's like, you know, Rhaenyra is in this position. She has, you know, she's trying to step up to the plate, but her, you know, it's being unrecognized by Viserys. Right. And she's going to have to talk to him. But it's interestingly enough, because you have a character like Allison who understands what she has to do if she wants to talk to her father, but then literally chooses not to talk to her father because he's an asshole. And it's <laughs> it's a say. nice it's a it's a nice parallel, you know, right. Right. Two sides of the same coin. They're both kind of going through these uh these dilemmas with their their fathers, but uh they're they're both different in in completely different scenarios. I god man, just <laughs> the more I think about high tower, <laughs> it's just so aggravating. <laughs> it is, it is right, because you know, I mean it might be too early to say, I don't think Viserys is a bad man. He's maybe a bad king. Right. But he's not necessarily a bad man, and he's not necessarily a bad father, you know? Right. He does care for Rhaenyra. He just doesn't necessarily know how to go about it. Right. You know? He, I feel like part of him does respect his daughter to some degree to be his legitimate heir to the throne, but he just doesn't know how to go about making that happen. Because you have all these other people in his ear, like just constantly telling him, no, <laughs> no, she is not. And eventually, I mean, I feel like without even admitting it, I think he's starting to believe that to some degree. And then when you speak on um, the uh, the sneak peek of next week's episode, well, I, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 question, I question Viserys a little bit. It but... is simply... The high council is really loud. Right. And I was going to say too, I think there's such a, and we've seen it in the last two episodes. He not obsessed, but there's such a, such a focus on keeping things as they are. Cause I believe the King that was right before him was the peacetime King. And so how can I just maintain that? Mm, and whatever happens okay. in the future happens in the future. It's not my, my business. That's why I'm trying to, you know, like that conversation he had with Rhaenyra of like, yes, I, you're my heir. I do have to do my duty and marry somebody so that there's like, I'm fortifying the line. We're ensuring that right. we can continue to be successful. So I think there's such a, a hyper focus on ensuring that there is no conflict, that he, he kind of becomes kind of a yes man or someone who's not as uh, ambitious as I would say some of the other characters are, especially on the High Council. Oh, he's definitely not right. ambitious, which is understandable. He's the highest you can go. So, And he's on a would, timer, too. Uh, as far... Oh, yeah, he's dying. Illness. I guess yeah. he's dying. Yeah. yeah, we have no idea what's happening with him. Right, I don't think he's Magus is the answer, though. Well, what do you say? I think... Uh, the maggots will save your digit or something <laughs> is that yes like, was he gonna lose his finger from it sounded whatever? like he was gonna lose his finger for sure goodness and but then, um oh god 
Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, and then we, we have another time jump and it's like, how, how is, how far is this thing progressing? Cause I think well, in the it was first on his episode, back first, it was on his back. Right. And I just want to know, and, like, does it just appear randomly on different parts of your body, whatever it is. And it sounds or, like it does appear randomly cause now it's on his hand. So yeah, I guess, I guess his time is ticking, but, um, he, they're, they're vulnerable. Yes. Uh, and I do, I do like, you know, they have one conversation, Rhaenyra and Viserys, in the beginning, towards the beginning of the episode. And in that conversation, you know, Rhaenyra apologizes for her outburst in the High Council. And I feel his response kind of says it all to where, of, you know, we're talking about the High Council, you know, being so louder than Rhaenyra. He says, you know, you're young, you'll learn. First, this kind of reassuring that she was right oh, in what yeah, she was suggesting the way he said it goodness yeah he definitely he took it as oh you made a mistake but you actually know your place you know you're not supposed to be doing that first acknowledging that she should have a seat at the table it should be able air. to speak or not i'm just saying right and then by the end of the episode and of course we'll we're jumping that's okay but by the end of the episode, they have another conversation. They kind of, they it's finally they grieve together over the mother. And, you know, you, you know, now they're open and honest about being vulnerable, why he has to remarry. And just, you are my heir, but if somebody tries to kill you, they're trying to end us, you know? Right. We are not as protected, which makes me think Viserys is kind of, he's not all that not here. You know, he, he understands. That people I think are he just pulling has at certain him. priorities that don't always align with the other characters' priorities. Right, and then if they don't align, they will try to take advantage. I, he's not too dumb. He's dumb in action, but he's not dumb in like taking it all in and reflecting. Right. But here, here, let's talk about Viserys, okay? Uh, when we first see him in this episode, he's uh, still grieving. It's only been six months. And the big talk is you got to remarry, dude. You got to remarry. You got to remarry, my lord. My grace, uh, your grace. The the people expect you to remarry, my grace. And he's one part, obviously, he's in grief. He's grieving. Two parts, he's thinking, that he is thinking about Rhaenyra, too. He's like, you know, it's been only six months and you want me to remarry. He doesn't necessarily... He doesn't know how Rhaenyra will take it. And he's talking to Allison about this. Uh, and I like what he says. He says, uh, he says he'd rather face the Black Dread, which is, uh, I think, Valyria, the big black dragon. His former dragon, yeah. His former dragon. Was that the he one said, with I... the head in the the, crit, yes. the skull? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. He said, there, he said he'd rather face the Black Dread himself before his daughter at the age of 15. Seven hells. So with yeah. that said, that, that makes me think he does recognize that Rhaenyra is strong-willed. He compares her to the uh, Emma, Plenty, who right. he oftentimes listened to and whatnot. But yeah, he's, he's just kind of a punk sometimes. <laughs> Go talk to your daughter, dude. Like, It's too spooky. Oh. I'd rather talk to Allison Hightower, <laughs> who comforts me in my... Uh, 
uh, what what is it? These uh, God, dragon figurines. Dragon figurines. The the miniatures. The sculpting. Yes. It's very in depth. Did, did someone say last week that he's probably building the uh, the the intro for Game of Thrones? Yes, <laughs> someone said that. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Now, it okay. Yeah. He's got a remarry. Yes, Otto Hightower basically offers up Allison. Do you buy Allison and Viserys as far as do you think Allison is genuine in her conversations? Like, because I, I, I guess she could throw herself at him entirely. I think my understanding of her, I think it is genuine. I think she's also doing it because that is how you play the game. This is what my duty is. This is what I do. Um, so I think it is, I think the conversation she had in the, I guess the crypt with uh, Rhaenyra felt very genuine. I think the advice that was provided, same in her interactions. But I also think she, there's not like a, like a conniving energy to it. Like it's a, not a Cersei thing that's happening. Uh, at least my perspective uh, of what she's engaging in. But she is, I think she knows I need to, these are the things I need to do to maintain what I, to survive in, in this kind of structure. Right. Um, Cause I'm not like Rhaenyra where I want to fight. You know, there aren't a lot of options here for women, you know? So my best option is to go along with what I've already been socialized to do via the father from the interactions we've seen there. I think she's genuine, but there's something, it's not clear cut, at least in my perspective. Right. No, I, I kind of see it that way too. Like I, I think her interactions with Rhaenyra are genuine. I think, you know, she does view her as her friend. Um, had her father not come up to Allison, uh, her father as in Hightower, if, if Otto Hightower did not go up to Allison and basically you know, present her what her duties are to the high tower name and to, you know, bear an heir for the next Iron Throne. Uh, I feel like she she wouldn't care. She she you take out auto high tower from this scenario, I feel like Allison would not be playing this game. Uh, but because that's presented to uh presented to her by her father, I feel like she's trying to balance the genuine friendship that she has with Renera. And also uh, the the duty that she feels that she owes her family, sp uh, specifically her father, um, mm -hmm. in in doing what she has to do with uh, Viserys. I it's terrible because like I I don't think again kind of like what Doctor Rico was saying I don't think Allison's a bad person like she's not doing this in like a a Cersei way where she's intentionally screwing over people and just using them as pawns to ascend to the throne i just think alice allison just got a very a very crappy end of the stick in this scenario and she dealt a shit hand right mm -hmm. and yeah. you know i think i think cersei i mean probably you could throw like marjorie into the mix too i think those yeah. are good i think those are good comparisons mm -hmm. you know cersei's kind of well, I got screwed over, so I'm going to screw everybody else over as much as I can. <laughs> yes. Marjorie just wanted to actually be the queen of everything. Oh, mm -hmm. I mean, also Cersei just wanted respect as well. 
um, from men who did not mm -hmm. give it to her. Allison, I believe, yeah, I do believe she's genuine as well. I do believe she understands her role that her father's making her play. I do think she's like, well, if I have to play this role, I'm going to play it my way. You know, the uh, Otto Hightower is like, you know, make sure you're wearing your mother's dress. Yeah, she wore the mother's dress, but she just had a conversation with him. Right. You know, she's not like throwing herself at Viserys and hoping mm -hmm. that, you know, he catches the bait. Uh, right. I think there's like, uh, you know, when she gives him the dragon statue. Uh, I felt like that was real. You that know? was real. Yeah, I yeah. believe that's real. I believe that's real. Um, and it's it's yeah, again, she she's playing it right because this is an emotional dude and she's hitting. She really she really is just hitting everything right. But it's it's interestingly enough because it's Otto Hightower is not. I don't think he's having her report back saying how to go. What happened? You know, I, I think he would be upset. And she came back. She said, "We just talked, you know." So, so what, what do you think he's that she's telling him whenever he comes back? Well, I oh, mean, I fucked whenever... him good, Daddy. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I made the king squeal, Dad, like a boar. Why? I made him call me the boar? mother of dragons. Goodness, goodness. Very good. My daughter. <laughs> Is that what he does? He does the golf clap? <laughs> or I, I don't know. Just good. Excellent. Good. Go get go get changed. Go do it again. Uh, <laughs> as bad as it sounds. As bad as it sounds. It's, but yes, it's I, something he would do. It's something he would do. I but would. again, you see, Allison. Yeah, I guess we're on Allison too. Well, we'll go back to Viserys in a second. Allison, she definitely, you know, she low-key throws some shade or she recognizes she's not in agreement with how Otto wants things to be done. It's in that scene right before he goes off to Dragonstone, uh, you know, before he leaves, he's like, you will be with the king tonight, right? Right. And, sh and she's like, she's like, oh God, like, that's not what I want to hear right now. You're about to potentially Jeez, go die. Dad. Why don't you tell me you love me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, he even know. points out the, um, she, what? She has this habit of like picking her fingernails and mm -hmm. and he doesn't even like what you just said he he doesn't even acknowledge that he could potentially be going to his death he just sees the game that's being played and what does he say he says like why do you destroy yourself like this and it's not even out of concern for for her uh for her health it's like right that you're not making yourself presentable <laughs> to the guy you're trying to to bed oh. with and i'm like oh god it's, hey. for a split second he, she's like oh my god he notices i do this he notices my little you know my little quirks no it's <laughs> like stop doing that you don't look pretty you need pretty nails god, asshole <laughs> and then she um sir christian comes by and says i got 20 of your best men and she says oh gosh Darn it, did I write it down? I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. You have to get every I, quote. I know. I thought I wrote it. Wait, which oh, oh, which oh, are you please, about? please look after the hand, Sir Kristen. She basically in saying that she's like, Father, I just want you to love me. I love you. I'm telling this dude to look after you. And all you care about is whether I bed the king. Ah, it's, okay. 
it's she's she's it's a cry for love. She's like, just love me as your daughter versus a tool of your mechanisms and your, you know, connivory, if that's a word. I don't think that's a word. Um, we'll make it up as we go. Sure. But yeah, it's just she's in a terrible position. It just really sucks for Allison. But that's option one for Viserys. Option two, presented by Lord Corliss. No, no, <laughs> no. Now, okay, hear me out, though. Corliss makes Here, a wait, really what? good art. What? Oh. Wait, what? wait, oh. wait, nope. wait, Vanished. wait, Vanished. no, <laughs> wait. The idea of the two surviving. Let me explain this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you seen that TikTok? He's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he's like, he's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So wait, go wait, ahead, wait. go ahead, explain, irrationalize. Why no, option no, two? no, no, I'm not <laughs> saying option two is the better option. If it weren't a 14 year old girl, it would be a great option. I'm sorry. She's not even 14. <laughs> sorry. It's worse. Listen, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Two surviving Valyrian houses from old Valyria, right? right? They all right. came over from Essos, from Valyria, and took over Westeros, right? Which are the two houses from old Valyria? So, so the only two surviving houses is Targaryen oh, and Valyria. Okay. okay, got Cor it. Got Cor Corliss's house. Yes. They're the only two surviving. He owns, he commands the ships, they command the dragons. Let's unite these two houses and no one will fuck with us ever. Powerful, powerful relationship. And I mean, again, they're, sense, they're, they're the two sense. oldest. It right. makes perfect sense. He makes a good argument. But, see, you didn't let me say but before. Go ahead. <laughs> well, she's like freaking eight years old. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I saw the scene, um, they they showed Viserys walking in like I guess the garden or yes. something and you see a white-haired figure walking next to him but the camera's very far away so you don't see the face I thought that was um Rhaenyra walking with her I mean walking with walking with Viserys and I thought mm -hmm. oh you know they're, they're probably talking about because it, it came directly after a scene I think it was after Coralus actually um it's, uh, it's when he's getting his hands uh, done by the maggots and the council is telling him. Is it after that scene? I thought it was. I, yeah, no, no. It's right after. Actually, okay. Ooh, no, no, no. It is... Okay. It's after. It's when he's he's outside with, uh, goodness, these names. The queen that never was and Coralis. Just them. Just them three. Oh, no, no. Let and me then... let me paint you what how it goes. It, it okay. goes that scene where they're presenting it. And then it, just them and then, three, right? Yeah, just them three. It okay. doesn't go directly to the daughter. Then it goes some a couple of scenes pass by. Okay. Um, he first, uh, I guess, entertains the idea when he's getting the maggots because Hightower is there. Oh, right, because the... that's when he presents it to Hightower, and Hightower is like, "What? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, no, no." Actually, okay, this is all interesting. Okay, because when he does say it to Hightower, okay, right, right, Hightower, you can. It, good acting, uh, uh, Riz. It was fantastic. Oh my god! You, you see him cringe, like cringe. <laughs> he cringe. He's like, he's like, I'm, what? I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose. I'm about to fucking lose. Because <laughs> the maester, the maester also pretty much agrees. Oh, he wanted to kill him. He wanted oh, to kill yeah, him. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> he wanted to kill that maester, the grand maester, the grand maester. Yes, the grand maester, and 
Okay, what's so good about this scene right here is that he, pretty much everybody's like, yo, go do it with Corliss's daughter. Like, that's the smart thing to do. And Hightower knows he lost. But then Hightower recognizes that the king is not, he's more emotional than he is strategic as far as, you know, in terms of power. He doesn't necessarily care about power. Right. You know, that's why he's not a good king. Right. And Hightower hits him right where he needs to. Hightower says, you know, first he's like, yo, she's young um, and whatnot. And then he says, he, he hits her word hard. He says, compelled to replace Emma for duty's sake. I do not envy you. Ooh, I loved it. I loved it. And he, he won right there. He that's left him he on won. that. He, he walked out no. of the room with anime explosions after that. <laughs> and that's such a great point in terms of Otto knowing kind of what buttons to push. That if, okay, he's very emotional. Let me talk about my wife, whether that share out was true or not. We really don't know. But tapping into, I also lost my wife. I also loved her dearly. I don't, you know, but it's not a duty that I have to continue and find somebody else that's not my my role uh, so i really yeah that scene as far as you you pointing out um how can i tap into the emotion of, of this man uh, to try to get things back in my direction was a really really insightful it was so clever and at i watched the episode twice and when i rewatched that scene i was like damn that's where he got him because now you have the scene with Corliss's daughter. And it's just the most cringeworthy, awkward scene I think I've ever seen in Game of it Thrones. Was, yeah. Be just just, uh, just entertaining the idea is disgusting. <laughs> right. Because she's like 10, 12? She's, no, she's younger than that. Younger she's than... got to be like 9 or 10. Yeah, they said she was 12 in the show. Oh, okay. there we go. I, oh, look at that. But we're going. Oh, uh, oh did we lose her? Dr. Rika? Oh, oh there you are. Yep. Okay, you're no, back. They said, you're back. That, uh, they said she was 12, but the first thing she asked about are dragons. She says that piece that Small her father, talk. yeah, her father made her say, you could just, Ugh. all of it's terrible. Oh, when she oh, said well, the okay. line. When she said okay. the line. She, 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 she basically lays it out, right? Uh, it would be an honor or something. Uh, basically, basically. And he's like, uh, your father told you to say that, right? And she's like, yeah. And it's interesting here. I, I don't know if you picked this up. Because he asked, what did your mother say? And he's like, you know, yep. in his head, I believe he was thinking, you know, Rainice, my favorite cousin. She probably doesn't want her daughter to be married to me, you know? This is weird. She's young. And then she responds with the worst possible response. Her mother told her that I wouldn't have to bed you until I was 14. I was like, God. Insane. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> and, and as Dr. Ruka said, that is her recognizing the ceiling and not trying to break it. You know, that right. is her literally trying to tell her daughter, you got to do what you got to do. Like these men are in power. 
you got to play the game. I mean, she tried cushioning it with like, I mean, it's, oh yeah, you don't have to, you know, do the deed until you're 14. But like, still, it's like she's recognizing the ceiling and not doing anything about it. Like she's, she's pretty much uh, agreeing with her husband that their daughter needs to be used as a pawn in this, in this game. And it's, I mean, <laughs> Viserys doesn't want to do this. <laughs> like, this, what? Why am I entertaining? This? Why am I here in the garden? Yo, yo, I think Viserys hates being king. He's like, what I, the I, fuck? I feel, I feel bad for him. I feel he did not want to be king. He did not want to. I know we crap on him a lot about being a terrible king. Guess what? He didn't want to be king. He didn't want to be king. <laughs> uh, he he could not say no. Uh, actually, can can you say no? To the throne, or he, can you pass him um, down? Um, he could have, I guess. I guess hmm. he had, he had every right. It just would have gone to the next. Okay. Well, technically, I guess it could have gone to Renice, but I'm sure they would have. Well, no, no, put, it, 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 I think it. Well, they would have put Damon first. It, it was oh, to say, first, but it skipped. That's why. That's why it was like, well, I mean, that that kind of sucks because she she should be the rightful heir, but because she's a woman, she she cannot sit on the Iron Throne. Isn't that what it was? Well, they put it to a vote. She lost. Oh, the but, vote. okay, got it. But they oh, try yeah, to make right, the that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, they try to make the vote seem as if they were trying to be fair. They weren't ever going to vote Rainis. Right. So she, if she only got if, one vote, correct. She only got one vote, and it was probably from Corliss because that's right. his wife. If if Viserys had turned it down, they would have found. I'm sure they would have found a convoluted way, either to give it to Damon, despite his, you know whatever his whatever's going whatever. on yeah or they would have tried to find another male heir to give right. it to because again uphold the patriarchy no matter what Ooh. i yeah <laughs> but goodness this was just it was that bad was, that was it where was... <laughs> i just could not believe it like i think the most i mean i'm this is probably going to be one of those scenes that people cringe the most at in Game of Thrones. Uh, well, specifically House of Dragons, I would say, because the the only scene that I can say ever came close to this, and, and I could be wrong, there's probably a scene from the original Game of Thrones that I'm missing, but the only thing that I can think of is, um, I forget the guy's name, but he was a knight, and it was a scene where, it, it was during Arya's uh, storyline, where I, I think he was in a brothel, or something and he was asked he was asking for um younger um i guess prostitutes oh and and, and whenever they would bring someone out he would say younger and they would bring out someone else and he would say younger and it's like oh my god this guy is one of those guys but they never took it to the point where it's like you have a 10 year old right now in house of dragons house of the dragons and she's having a conversation with viserys entertaining the thought like it's uh, it's just you know that scene that you speak of i do remember i don't even remember who that night was but i do remember that i remember was he died i remember he died like within that same like episode episode right yeah. i mean the only other worst one from the original is as far as it goes is like kind of Craster's keep is really bad to old man Craster who lived on the other side of the wall who all his wives were his daughters. Oh right, that okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And I will and I would like to point out too that 
Alicent, which I will get to the decision that the series makes, is only three years older. She's that still is 15. True. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's still bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Still bad. It's bad no matter I, what. I, everything's I bad. Guess the, <laughs> I guess that's the disbelief you have to suspend because she's like, I believe she's only 23 in real life and she looks it. But um, yeah, her and her and uh, uh, Rhaenyra are young. They're not, they're minors. They're minors. So, mm -hmm. right. So, minors so at the, yeah, minors at the, what is it? The, the, the whelm, the, what's the word? At the, whatever. They're just being tossed up by these men like salad. Right. You know? So that's what's happening over here amongst the council and friends but we get some bad news or again like i said earlier this is a lot of people trying to vie for the king's attention now we have damon's play at getting his brother's attention and he announces well again he's already at dragonstone already problematic he announces he's taking on a second wife in the traditions of old valeria and she is with child and most importantly, he's stolen a dragon egg because he wants his child to sleep with the dragon egg. Thus, you know, the child becomes bonded with the dragon. And this is all big no-no. But this is also just Damon trying to, hey, I'm over here. Notice Look at me, me, brother. <laughs> Look, help me, big brother. <laughs> Ew. And he's just a thorn in everybody's side. I feel like he's just trolling. He is trolling. Like, this is what that literally because he wasn't actually getting married. She's not actually pregnant. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to stir up trouble at this point. He did. Did, did you notice that his wife understood uh, when they were speaking uh, the language? Yeah, I think a lot of. Because I imagine she's from Essos. Well, she said she's from a country that she doesn't remember anymore. I oh, think a lot of them speak old Valyrian. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's I, that's I've usually only seen it with the Targaryen so far. But I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing Corlys could speak it too. He probably does speak it too. Okay. Um, if you if you think back to you know original Game of Thrones, like, um, I don't think Daenerys learned it until she really met Misande. She learned Dothraki from the you Drogo. know her Dothraki uh, handmaidens. They might have taught oh, her some old Valyrian, but I I I don't I think it was really Misande that taught her it. Okay. Um so yeah, I would imagine lack of a better word, horse know the language. <laughs> uh from horse from Essos. I don't think they're I don't think they're that. It's terrible. I'm part of the problem. Um, You're just like Otto Hightower. Yeah, they were like, they they were literally about to question which <laughs> which which house is she from? And Otto Hightower, Damon's whore. <laughs> Honestly, the, the, some of the dialogue Otto had. I mean, are we are we talking about that scene? Yeah, yeah, where, we're here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I felt like some of the best lines from. Auto were in this seat. I don't know, like just just the sheer anger he delivered some of these lines in, and how how quick they were. They were quick witted insults. He's trying to hurt Damon. He's trying to hurt him. He's trying to hurt Damon. He's trying like 
I don't know. I might go back and rewatch that scene. Like I hate Otto Hightower, but I'm not gonna lie. This I like this scene where he's just bad mouthing, trying to get under this guy's skin as much as possible because we all know what Damon was doing to him back when he was sitting on the council. He would be making fun of of his wife or his right. his, his wife that passed. Which, so, you know, we did say maybe Otto didn't actually really care for his wife, but the way he responded to Damon's insults would make you think he didn't care for her to a degree. Yes. So I I don't know. I, I really liked Otto's scene. Despite me hating hating him, I did like his scene. And uh, well, it's 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 a really good scene. One, we haven't seen Dragonstone in forever. Which you can visit Dragonstone. I think you can walk that little bridge. Oh, that it's an actual on. island? Like a uh yeah, yeah. I think it's in Portugal or Spain. Wow. Um, yeah, you can go there. Um it's a beautifully shot scene. Like the fog was in and, you know, they're on separate sides. And again, you're not rooting for Otto Hightower, but the words were hitting. Um, right. But Damon, too. He's just over here kind of just this smug son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> just holding the egg. <laughs> go, well, you want it? It's like that scene from Bugs Life. You want it? Go ahead. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, he was ready. They were ready. He um, was ready. He was. Ready. I do want to go back and actually watch Otto and what he says. Um, it's it's spot on. His quotes were spot on. Um, did they explain how uh, Damon even stole the egg? Because I know they brief when they brought it up to Viserys, they were basically saying, um, "Oh, you know, uh, he somehow got past like fifty of the dragon uh, keepers right and and he just he just left with it but did they did they ever exp like did he just storm it with his dragon no just it like just sounds like when he went to go get caraxes i mean i'm sure he might have could have paid off a dragon keeper you know okay. to go ahead and get that egg. 50 um 50 50? 50 no he didn't steal 50 eggs no 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 no. you say he paid off a dragon keeper like, oh he... i don't know how many he paid off but okay. obviously he did it with ease but um to add salt to injury, that was going to be the egg for Balon. I think son, that's what his name was. Right? The son uh, that... The one that died. The one... The, that one, died. Okay. the most recent one. Uh, right. Uh, Dr. Rika said thumbs up. So, yes, that was... Gonna, so, again, he's he's just vying for attention. And he's... he's you know, if Hightower knows how to push his emotional buttons, <laughs> Damon knows how to push every other button um and so yeah auto hightower is like yo it's treason then they whip out the swords and they're ready they're ready but they're also idiots because this is damon he's a dragon rider and out from the back slowly creeping over the mountain is caraxes oh yeah it's very snake-like very snake -like. this head is very snake-like yes is that to say that Damon's a snake? In what way? Like, like he's um... cunning, conniving. Oh, uh... like a like a Slytherin. Like, no, I wasn't gonna say like a Slytherin. I was gonna say more like that snake from Adam and Eve, kind of a. Oh, okay. I don't know. The the I, the uh, symbolism behind a serpent. If Craxis is very yeah. serpent-like, you know. I can I can buy it. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Maybe because the other dragon is, uh, well, the ones we've seen so far 
is um goodness what's the other one's name the one that's Cyrax. Cyrax. yeah okay Cyrax has like a golden brown color definitely golden yeah definitely that seat you know her 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 Cyrax her. Is, yeah okay uh she has again that's like a color usually associated with like royalty right gold mm -hmm. golden so Rhaenyra is supposed to be the next you know heir to the iron throne maybe there's some i don't know some some symbolism there maybe. very much no, no. Be, I want to see more dragons. Maybe I could, maybe we could pinpoint more of how they're. No, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and I, oh, go ahead. I Dr. was going to say, uh, the same podcast I was listening to, of course, they have some folks who were on the inside. Oh, and do they're they? Mentioning, yes. Uh, so they're mentioning one of the people that they were talking to. I'm trying to figure out how to. Anyway, one of the people that they were talking to creates. Uh, I guess a mutual friend of theirs creates the sounds for all the dragons. And the intent is that each of the dragons are supposed to sound differently and have different personalities. And they described, um, what's Damon's dragons? Caraxes? Caraxes. Okay, Caraxes is supposed to be kind of like a, for lack of a better word, like a fuckboy. Like they, <laughs> that's what they were envisioning. <laughs> and they were creating the sounds and the personality of that particular dragon. So if that gives you any insight, I thought that was a really cool piece of like insider information, like information as far as like, they're very much leaning up. into, yeah. I think Damon, you know, we were talking about a serpent, fuck boy sounds better than serpent. Uh, he, he gives big, <laughs> he gives black air force energy. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's that okay. is some good insight. I, I, because he made. I don't know. He just made like a high pitch thing. I don't know. I, if that is what they're going for, I'll take it. I, I would love to see that in the inside look. Yeah, we were going for fuck boy when we made Kurtzies. <laughs> it's forced. Someone's gonna say it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I I like that. But tell me. Did y'all gawk at how cool of a scene was Cyrax coming through the clouds? Yes. Seeing the clouds oh, coming. Yeah. I thought they were going to get attacked. <laughs> I thought, you know, hide. I mean, I don't know whose dragon it was because I was thinking like, wait, this is clearly part of Damon's plan because he's got everything under control right now. Is he going to kill them? Is he going to burn Otto Hightower with everyone else on that bridge? Uh, but I mean, no. he was ready. He was ready to. But in a plot twist, in comes uh, Rhaenyra, a top her dragon, to steal the show. I don't know. She had Giga Chat energy uh, when she <laughs> landed the dragon. I like. I liked it, man. It was cool. I liked it. It was nice. Fuck boy versus Giga Chad. <laughs> yes. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, we, we were going for a Giga Chad vibe with uh, <laughs> Rhaenyra when she shows up. I mean, she definitely, I think at this point, when she heard about the egg being her brother's, mm. she's like, I'm enough of the BS. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all right. want to, y'all want to put my idea down. Uh, you know, Hightower is about to incur. You want to talk about incurring a war. Hightower is about to, you know, be Start burnt to a shit. crisp. And then y'all, yeah, y'all going to want to retaliate. I'm going to go over here. There ain't going to be no bloodshed. I'm gonna get that fucking egg back and we're gonna be done with this. All right. And, and I think it was a good showing too of like 
I, my ideas can be successful. I can be ambitious. I have something more to add than just being this cupbearer. Literally, literally. It's a giant juxtaposition from the earlier part. Because again, she said, send in the dragon riders. She sent in herself a dragon rider. And even when she arrives on Cyrax, they had the nerve to try to tell her, yo, stop what you're doing. I don't remember what exactly what they said, but they tried to stop her. They said, leave. Basically. Out. What are you doing? And she, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm team Rhaenyra at this point. She's like, she, she completely ignores. She doesn't even give it attention. And she says, uh, you know, I think they said escort her back to her dragon. And she's like, be careful, boys. Cyrax is very protective of me. And she just keeps walking straight. Like, go ahead. Go handle your shit. Because Otto Hightower ain't about to do saying. nothing. This guy's a clown. Okay? And she steps to Damon mm -hmm. and handles her shit. She does. Period. Successfully. <laughs> she got the egg a, back. And that was she a really that. great exchange of dialogue, too, as far as the... You know, I'm the reason why you're doing all this, basically. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you feel a froggy jump, do it. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm I right have no here. weapon. <laughs> she literally said, yo, Square don't start up. none, won't be none. Right. She's like, <laughs> I'm here. The, oh, and again, I learned a new word. Uh, Square up. No, well, basically, <laughs> basically, basically square up. She said, okay. I'm here, uncle, the object of your ire. The oh. reason you are upset, the reason you lost your inheritance. I'm right here. Do something. So is it and ire, it, the word? Ire. Ire is the okay. new word I learned. Yes. Nice. Good. I like ire. I'm anger. so glad that you're, you know, you're getting exposed to some new vocab. Well, actually, I've actually been on this new word thing for like a, the last month. And now Game of Thrones is just really coming rapid Ramping fire it yeah, yeah it really is Th yes thank you thank you um and again you know part of it is damon i think he folds so quickly because she might be the object of his ire but she might be the object of his desire no oh oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> ew yeah I, come on yeah. the way you looked at Notice the way he looked at her while Masaria, his second wife, was looking at them, talking. I, I don't know. I need to go back and just see. Just felt like a little, a tint of jealousy from her, but also, again, I Targaryens mean, we are weird. Scene. We did get the scene a little bit later, too, about what I have to say. Oh, yes. But um, a scene a little bit earlier as far as what really angered her, too, mm -hmm. uh, about a lot of that. But, yeah, there's, there's something going on. Uh, I don't really want to think about it, though. They're just so damn weird, these Targaryens. I mean, yeah. Lannisters are weird, too, but... At least that was a one and done with the Lannisters. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's because they were closet about it that it made it more tolerable. No, Because they knew bad. they were in the wrong. I don't know. It's just all bad. Okay, the Targaryens bad. are open <laughs> with it. They're very public, and they'll say, get over it. <laughs> we're doing dragons, so it's, we can't even talk shit because the dragon will. Exactly. Know, that is true. You want to bad mouth what our family is doing? Go ahead, speak up. Speak right. <laughs> I'm a whisper then. Shit. Right. Damon folds. Uh, egg is rescued. 
um damon and masaria have a conversation mm, i really uh, liked that scene i did too um she's up she she doesn't want to have children well she uh, i think she indicated it seems like she can't oh, oh okay the oh. at least my perception of that was i think she there was something the dialogue had alluded to like i made sure i could not type of situation because based off of her her history and her past it would make sense to have done something to make that not possible considering oh very true oh okay you know her it sounds like she'd been enslaved multiple times etc my what i got from it was that she can't have kids period not that she did, wants them or doesn't want them or whatever that she just can't okay uh, i yeah that's i i guess that that potentially is one way uh i can look at it initially i thought it was just something where um like just seeing like what emma went through and that's probably a regular occurrence of childbirth you just you just roll the dice and hope it's the least painful that's <laughs> that's kind of how i took it too which right. i totally get either both, both either one yeah yeah either one i felt like yeah, you can like interpret it mm -hmm. uh she either she, way she, yeah she does not want kids whether she can't have them or doesn't want them well i think i think at the core of it she doesn't want to be bound to anybody mm -hmm. fear uh, fear liberation of fear right yeah which is yeah a great piece of dialogue because there's so much of and i never mentioned what last week's little sneak peek behind the whatever that really the story is central to the experience of what women go through. Uh, and I, I think that was just such a, an impactful scene of like, no, like you have put a target on my back. I didn't want that. I thought being basically being in cahoots with you would allow me some sense of freedom that I was pretty much never going to get. Uh, but now you've taken that away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Damon, amongst many other characters, would have never thought of that. Like, that that is the case for a lot of folks because he has so, so much access to power. Maybe not the power he wants in certain, certain you know, scenarios and circumstances, but yeah, I thought that was a really good scene. I'm glad that they have that. I'm glad there. she called him out because it sounds like he never once questioned kind of her background and her story and what she actually really wanted again product of the patriarchy you know and I, I don't even think he did it like you know he, he did it to spite his his family uh but did you get vibes that he did it intentionally despite his wife too or no i don't think he uh, was trying to spite her but i did think he thought but, she would uh, be like do you uh, think he intentionally did what she pointed out that he probably did with just paying the target on her back no yeah. no i i don't think she, no i don't think he did that intentionally i think okay you know she would just be willing to go along with the ruse okay but you know even if it is a ruse now you make her problematic in the eyes of people like Otto hightower right you know right that and could so, easily get her killed yeah exactly wow. and that is that not sense. what she signed up for mm -hmm. yeah so, i don't think he intentionally did it like to be malicious towards her, I think it's a consequence of just okay. his decision to try to get the attention of his brother. He didn't think that far along. He didn't yeah, think, he yeah, did no. It. Absolutely okay. not. He's that very much, sense. I perceive him as like hot-headed. Like, I'm gonna make a decision right now and not really think about how it impacts anything else. 
impacts others right yeah yeah just literally i care about what i get out of it versus mm -hmm. and again it you want you want to like damon at points and then when people do point all this stuff out like rhaenyra called him out and then masaria called him out you know and again we do get a lot of scenes of you know kind of women now starting to call out this patriarchy it's, it's ironic because we know how this actually all ends but mm -hmm. It's still nice to see that there were champions, you know, trying to, you know, instill change, despite mm -hmm. we may know the out actual outcome. But back in King's Landing, our boy Viserys, he's, uh, he, we already talked about it. He has a conversation with, you know, Rhaenyra about, you know, that was kind of reckless. We are the last of our line, but I do see a lot of your mother in you and you know, you are a good heir and I do stand by my decision, but I still have my duties as king and he's made a decision. Ooh. Did you think, which way did you think it was going to go? I thought it was going to be really weird because that's just what I expect out of Game of Thrones. I, for a good second, I thought he was going to say, um, his, his daughter. I thought, I thought it was going to get really weird. Uh, where are you? Are you talking about the scene like at the end when he when he's choosing who? Yeah, who's gonna... he gonna marry? Yeah, who's? He oh gonna yeah, marry? no, I thought it was gonna be like some weird plot twist thing where, you know, out of out of a weird protection for his daughter, he was. Oh, chooses choose... Rhaenyra. I thought I thought it was gonna go in that direction because I thought he was gonna be so because he had a conversation with her about you need to stop uh, putting yourself in danger. And as your father, I don't know. So I don't know. I thought he was going to make some really dumb decision with that. And it was going to get <laughs> so weird. Thank God yeah. he didn't go in that direction, but he still I've chose. never perceived him to go that far. Right. Yeah. Th and that's why I was like, no, I, I, I hope he doesn't do that. There's no way. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think like this man does not make good decisions. <laughs> So I'm thinking like, well, what's the what's the worst decision he can make right now? <laughs> That's what I thought. But then he makes the, the second worst decision or the third, however you, you want to rank them. He, he chooses Allison. It, okay. In the world of Game of Thrones, I guess Allison is the morally better choice, not the strategic choice. Again, I think marrying... Corliss's daughter is the more strategic move. But again, he's an emotional man first before a strategic one. Which was said in the yes. episode. Mm -hmm. And he went with Allison. Otto Hightower wins. That he does. Which I don't like. Out of all this thing, I hate the fact that Otto Hightower wins. Because, uh, yeah, again, he sells up his daughter and then he literally gets the best result. Yeah, what? I wasn't. Oh, go ahead. So I, uh, I know some of the lore. I don't know everything, but I knew that was coming. I just wasn't sure how they were going to present it. Uh, I do think it'll be fascinating. You know, I imagine Rhaenyra and Allison will see a scene. That I hope it would make sense between the two of them following this decision or just what the dynamics are going to be now. Because I think we talked about it a little earlier that they're. Allison does seem genuine in terms of her interactions, but also 
never mentioned, and I know the king had said not to say anything to Rhaenyra about the conversation, but still, this is your best friend. Something is happening. Like, I don't think she, it, Frank, I don't think she should be that shocked that this happened the way it did. She seems pretty shocked. It seemed. Who, uh, Allison seems a, a hint of jealousy, a hint of jealousy. Wait, uh, just, no, I meant Allison doesn't see like it shouldn't have come to a shock to Allison. Oh, right, okay. right, right, yeah, right, right. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. she was building up to uh, it. She was, she was built, she was the courtship basically, right? Uh, right, between the two of them. And so, uh, I think the relationships that she's trying to build are genuine, but there's still that air of like, you still also didn't tell your best friend that something was happening. Uh, where Rhaenyra could have been informed and would have been able in that last conversation she had with her father to say like, yeah, marry whoever accepts my best friend. Like, bitch, don't do that. Mm. But she, she, yeah, she was on insight. board. She was on board up until she's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I understand you have a duty to marry someone else. And she kind of just accepted those terms, but she, the last person she expected that to be was Allison. Well, um, I, I guess and, at this I, point, I, I'll go ahead. I'll go no, I was going to say it was probably a strategy from Allison, too, because she knows if she tells Rhaenyra this, Rhaenyra is obviously going to bring those problems to uh, her father and basically try and convince him, you know, do not marry Allison, which then that that destroys uh, Allison's whole purpose that, you know, Otto Hightower sent her to do. And then God knows what he's going to do to his daughter if Viserys chooses someone else besides her because then he's gonna mm. be like well what about all those damn nights you put on your mother's dress and you went to his room <laughs> what what was that all about what the what the what you made him a dragon statue girl I, come on now I told you to goddamn drop your pants and get on that king oh my god this is like ghetto game of thrones um goodness uh -oh. but I mean I, I saw why she would not tell uh, Rhaenyra that mm -hmm. stuff because then that, that sabotages her whole thing. And then I I don't know. Otto Hightower would do anything to uh, to ruin you know, Oh, no. She she was definitely looking out for her best interest. You know, she, right. she could have been punished, as you said. But right. it, this is a lesson, I guess, Rhaenyra had to learn. Kind of. It's kind of Allison was her high counsel, you know. Yeah. And, you know, she, she watches everybody pick at her father and, you know, just try to, you know, get their own schemes, you know, uh, played out and whatnot. Here, Allison served as kind of her high counsel and her most trusted person. And it was uh, kind of a betrayal. And mm -hmm. now Rhaenyra learns this is a game. Everybody has motives. Everybody's could be pawns to somebody else and you really need to be mindful of who you choose to let in your corner and so moving forward i imagine Rhaenyra is really going to be kind of more closed off or you know it's going to take a lot to gain her trust after this betrayal betrayal i think it's like yeah as we've said your best friend sleeping with your dad it's weird could there be a potential relationship between Allison and Rhaenyra as like no. we talked about last time? No. Maybe not. Maybe not. No. Maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's a stretch. Maybe that's a stretch. I'm just saying if it they is. They do have a deep relationship. Correct. You know? They do. And now, uh, mm -hmm. 
And it just, and well, at this point, it seems like, well, was it genuine or were you just trying to get in my dad's pants? You know, <laughs> maybe that's, that's how she's. Question. Mm -hmm. Do you? She may or may not ask. Um, I, I think it was brought up in the last episode. Do you think there there was something between Allison and uh, Rhaenyra going a bit further than friendship? I mean, it looked like it. I mean, the more we talk about it, and the more kind of how this episode plays out, it probably is just friendship. But it, okay. it's a it's just a deeper level of trust that they shared. You mm -hmm. know, they had that moment in the sept uh, this episode, and now just kind of seems you had your ulterior motives the whole time, right? And it just sucks. It just sucks. And also, again, I guess maybe Rainier is also looking at this too, like. You are plotting my downfall because if you produce my father, a son, well, I'm like almost that's a potential heir right there. And there goes my inheritance. Which is really weird because like he already announced her to be the heir to the throne. So it's like, can he take that back if he if, if he produces... has a son, I imagine. That's just oh man. In the just... in the eyes of the patriarchy, again, they're gonna choose a man over a woman. So even though he announced her, if he went back she, on it, they wouldn't no, care. Yeah. No takesy back. Be mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel for Renera. I feel for Allison again. She was forced into this position. It's not necessarily her doing. Did she play an active role? Yes, but you know, it's a domino effect. And that's the beauty of Game of Thrones, that gray area of who's right, who's wrong, mm -hmm. who's, you know, it's just, yeah, it's kind of pick and choose your battles. Um, whether you're upset or not, no one's probably more upset than Lord Corliss. Uh, <laughs> Doom made it very obvious that he is Man, pissed he, he slammed his fist <laughs> on the how dare you Viserys? how dare you not choose my 12 year old daughter god man it's as soon as he made that decision all eyes went to i guess viewers because no one else knows about what Coralus proposed but the view like my eyes went straight to Coralus because i'm like oh oh what are you gonna do what are you gonna say about this? Oh. Uh, he he's pissed. He's, he's pissed. so pissed. Oh my god! How dare you? How dare you? Um, but what does he say? He, he's like, um, I mean, well, because I think someone else steps in. It's like you better watch your tone with your king, uh, right? Oh god! I I saw it when I was watching it. I didn't. I was watching it like right before we were doing this. I didn't finish it. I didn't get to that scene. Oh, the the uh, second view. To be honest with you, yeah, I I don't recall. I just know definitely people were like, "Yo, Corliss, chill out." Like he's made a decision. Yeah, yours is a smarter decision, but he made a decision. Drop it. Yeah, you don't disrespect right. the king, not openly. Um, right. And the dude storms out. Uh, I think. Angry. Yeah. Um, and then I literally think it cuts to what he's now scheming. And who he's scheming with? Because um, they're at they're at, they're at his king his little land, uh, the Drift King, the Driftwood mm -hmm. King. Um, and he called Damon over, and he's like, "Yo, Damon, we are." I like how he called this. He said, 
second sons. That's we are the realm's second sons. Beautiful. I loved it, and and now we we shed more light. You know, we were talking about kind of Corliss's comeuppance. He's basically admitting to having plotted the downfall of his brother. Whether or not he actually, yeah, that's totally what he was alluding to. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we haven't seen his brother though, right? We don't know. We didn't even know he had a brother. He basically he was basically saying. If him and Damon are the second sons, that means he has a brother as well. Oh, oh, okay. I, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I didn't even see it like that. I guess, but that makes more sense. I, for some reason, I thought he meant second son in the sense like, I mean, it makes even less sense now. My interpretation. I thought he was referring to, uh, her name again. God damn it. Who? Uh, the queen that never was. Uh, Rainice. <laughs> Rainice. Yes, I thought he. Oh God! Now, now, even trying to explain it, it just sounds. You know what? No. Oh, are you it. saying he would have been like king? He would have like, been king through her. Renice, yeah. But but because it was pa- the title was passed from her, he's like viewed as the second son. In oh, some I could see that too. Way. I, I you you get you might have a point. Maybe he doesn't have a brother. Maybe that's what, what I, I took it is, as. According to the other podcast that I was listening to, that I. <laughs> keep referring to but they had really good like i don't know all of the stuff uh not saying everything is going to be accurate but i guess in the books he doesn't have he's the first child all right okay. so then but it's probably it brings, what you're saying well i will say it brings up the point of is he actually second son in the show or is he just trying to find a way to manipulate the situation hmm. right he's good with words he is good with words he is very uh, good he, has a he had me convinced. Delicious. He had me convinced, and convinced looks with like, what? Uh, that I don't know. He <laughs> deserves been, power. Yeah, oh, okay. Thwarted and something. Yeah. yeah. Right. At least they deserve to protect the narrow sea and his lands, to say the least. Like fight right. back. But uh, now he's in league with Damon. But of course, like you said earlier. Only I can talk bad about my brother. You can't. I love that. Uh, I love that. Oh, there's layers. There is layers, right? It's like I, I can it. critique my brother. You can't. I deserve to be the king, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill my brother to become king. But oh, I will... is, is that what he says? I mean, that's why I took it. He's if he's siding with Corliss, he's like, I will plot his downfall so I can regain my inheritance. The thing that's interesting to me is I'm actually not quite sure, and we may have talked about this last week, but I don't get the vibes that Damon actually wants to be king. Mm. I think he wants to be viewed differently than how he's perceived by his brother and by all these people that his brother surrounds himself in. But in, it may have been shared last week. I can't recall uh, which which of our guests had shared it. But like this idea of like, I think he would have been content being heir and waiting for his turn. I don't actually think he wants to overthrow him. But the gesture of engaging and maybe betraying him or overthrowing him would maybe give him the attention that he's actually seeking. But I don't actually know if he wants to be king. No, no, I, I think you said it right. He was waiting to, he was willing to wait. And then it's, I guess it's the disrespect. Yeah. Of, you know, 
if someone else comes along and becomes heir or the naming of Rhaenyra as heir, he took that as disrespectful. And it seems he's already been disrespected so much by the people in power that this was kind of like a last straw kind of okay. thing. And it's like, y'all push me to this. And I'm just going to retaliate at this point. Corliss is presenting an opportunity for him to retaliate. Right. And what he what he does with that from here sounds like the conflict for the rest of the series because Corliss is pissed. Damon is pissed. This is the storm. You can either Along with uh, the last scene was what the the creepy the crab mask. theater. Mm-hmm. That was him, right? That's that's him. I think I so. Think yeah, because so. uh, they ha- they homed in on that same character in the in the preview. Yes, of uh-huh. next week. So it, I would assume he's a significant character, and I I would I would think he's the the crab feeder. Um, look looks kind of odd. He's uh, an definitely odd, odd. character. I wouldn't um, call it a pirate. <laughs> Uh, looks like a demon, but not like, everything uh, has to like be one parts piece. Of the Caribbean. Yeah, like Davy Jones's folks. Yeah. yeah, that's the vibe. Uh, doesn't seem like they want power. They just look at like they're having fun feeding people to crabs. Um, hey, to each their own. You know, everyone Chaos. has their hobbies. What? Yeah. What else are you gonna do <laughs> in that time period? <laughs> everyone has their hobbies. Right. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, oh, very nice. Take up that. I need to figure out something to do while we do these casts. Um, other than, uh, I don't do anything other than eat. Well, uh, your thing is learning words and uh, uh, giving us good quotes. Your vocabulary uh, increasing. I will only give those good quotes when I watch it a second time. So I did have the luxury to watch this a second time. Uh, I will find those good quotes. I love those quotes. Um, they're good it's a sign of good writing great it is a sign and that's what i love about game of thrones i love the writing i love the quotes i love the we don't know where we stand with a lot of what's going on here it's ever so intriguing though Mm -hmm. in episode two delivered i do want to ask uh because i imagine we're getting close to the end Um, yeah we'll probably wrap it up here uh any thoughts on who's going to die from the major characters? Because we we didn't cover that for our initial uh, season premiere watch. Which oh. I mean, you know, in Game of Thrones, anyone Game of Thrones fashion, grabs. Game of Thrones fashion, Ooh, any characters uh. up for grabs. Honestly, I think Viserys is going to die this season. I think he's going to die. Uh, whether it's from uh indirectly from damon i honestly i see him making very poor decisions and those decisions are domino effects they're 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 starting to topple each other wherever we end up at the end of the season i feel like he's gonna bite the big one that's that's just me i i don't know about anyone else because i feel like a lot of the other characters have more to show beyond a season one but I, i i don't know I didn't read the book, so I, I can't go off of what the book well, says. Nobody read the book. Dr. Rika, you read up on some of the lore, but not the book. Yeah, I read up on the oh, okay. book. I ain't got time to read all the books. But I did read up on the lore because that takes significantly less time. God. So I will refrain from sharing. Not saying that what actually happened is going to happen in the show. They've already changed a couple of things. They deviate, okay. yeah. 
they could right i'll refrain from saying anything because i don't want to spoil people's fun that's um, interesting i think it's a little too i i don't know i think it's too early i really i I mean obviously viserys is probably like number one on the chopping block however again i don't know how how much praise i'm gonna give george r r martin right now but i don't know if you would want to repeat similar storylines as far as you know the, the, the giant instigating point in game of thrones the first one or at least by the end of the first book is robert baratheon dies if viserys dies it's basically almost the same thing except in this time around it's more of a family affair and to be fair no i would be spoiling something there's something on the horizon where (laughs) it wouldn't make sense this early for him to 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 bite the dust okay okay Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, if I had to just throw out a name, goodbye, Allison. Oh, you think Allison oh, yeah. is is coming up soon? I don't know. I'm just throwing out. I'm being different. I'm I'm just saying. I I, I always thought it was kind of cool to like you know try to figure out in Game of Thrones, especially once they got past the books, because then mm-hmm. you no one knows anymore. Nobody's like, safe at that point. Yeah. yeah, like they could kill off I anyone. Do- I will say I have a feeling that, and this is just that I don't know anything about this in this case. I have a feeling that the women, similarly even to the first, you know, go around with Game of Thrones, the original series, I think the women are going to last for a little Longest. while. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, if they if they truly deem them as insignificant as they make them out to be, they're probably and not I think on the that's chopping block. Yeah, and that's what. Uh, the idea of being insignificant or unimportant is, I think, a lot of the times what helps them kind of navigate. Mm. It makes moves under the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely can see that. So, but, um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, wow. from the preview, episode three looks pretty jam-packed. Oh my looks like God. we're going to get our first big <laughs> battle. Three ruined everything, Dan. I'm not watching these anymore. I'm like, not if, watching them. Either. Had I not seen that, I would have had more to like, I guess, theorize and try to figure out like what oh wow, so he chose Allison, but is Allison gonna go through with it? Is Allison gonna betray her friend? Preview says yes. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she does it. <laughs> At like, least oh, we don't really know what's happening with whatever that battle looked like. Right, right. We don't. That's, that's still up in the air. Um, um it's it looks pretty epic. Um it does. Damon's in it. He's part of that fight. Whatever. Yes, it seems Damon is. and Damon and Corliss are making good on their moves. Um mm-hmm. and then yeah, we'll see the rest of them navigating this next little time jump. And how far do you think does it look like? It, lo- it looks like maybe a year. A I year? would say a year at okay. least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot can a lot could happen in a year. We every episode might just be a little bit of a, mini a little bit of catch up and a little bit of this is Sorry, what's bro. happening. Yeah, which I okay. it's different. I kind of like it so it far. I, like I I don't know if it'll get redundant, but I, I like it. I so imagine when they now. get older that things will maybe stay slow down. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Hit a plateau. Yeah, I can see that, too. Um, I guess, shoot, you might call this a prologue almost. Actually, the podcast, <laughs> the 
<laughs> Look at that. Did Why listen that? to the other one? Why? We got it. <laughs> you did have it. I was just added a couple nuggets of things that I thought was cool. But they actually did say that. So I think it's it's cool that you said that of like maybe this is setting up. This is the prologue to the big Gotcha. What is to come. So I really Ooh, I, I I like that then. I'm I'm good with an episodic prologue versus one episode being your prologue. I'm good with that. Right. Builds the tension. Builds it. We're on the actually money. Um, plug in another show. Have you ever seen Arcane? I know we talked about it in the chat. Arcane does a similar thing. Go watch it. But hey, we love, well, we're loving House of the Dragon currently. Uh, I get, I think that's it. We're good. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. All the major good story beats. It was, yeah, fantastic. Episode was really good. Kept the momentum going. I felt like it didn't slow down. Uh, I didn't lose its pace. I expect great things for uh, what we get seven more episodes after this, right? There's nine. Uh, yeah, no, there's ten. Ten there's episodes. 10? Oh, okay. Yeah, eight. eight. Mm-hmm. And then looking forward to eight more episodes of House of the Dragon. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm loving it. That, you I'm know, you it. got it. That's yeah. it. Doctor Rika, any final thoughts? I've been enjoying it thus far, and I look forward to next week. Also, shout out to Talk of Thrones for giving me all the insider information <laughs> that I can then bring here. <laughs> Maybe I'll dabble myself after we do our episode. But I like you being, I like you providing the insight. It is great. Well, there's a few nuggets here and there that I think are helpful just to either to laugh or to understand something a little further. So I appreciate them and I appreciate us. Cool, 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 cool. I think it's a nice balance. I too am excited for next week and the rest of the series. We'll see how it goes. But thank you, folks, for joining us here at the Yonko Table. Whether you're listening to your various podcast stations, Spotify, Apple Music, or you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for joining. Be sure to follow us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you definitely follow us on TikTok, where we're amassing a following that could be great for us later in the future, and we'd love for you to support. Of course, if you ever want to join the discourse that you see here, be sure to join our Discord through our Patreon in the link below. But without further ado, I'm your host, Grandmaster Hoop. There goes your fellow Yonko, Dr. Jason Turney. And of course, as ever, Supernova, Dr. Rika, signing out. Y'all take care.